It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff, and we're here to talk about another from the 2000X Masters of the Universe line. We're going to talk about Evil Lynn. And we, well, that's the thing. We we talked about this when we did the original f- version of the figure. It never dawned on me that it was a play on Evelyn when I was a kid. I was like, Evil Lynn. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Even saying it out loud. And then I heard somebody else say Evil Lynn. I was like, oh, I get it. So probably <laughs> 20 years ago, maybe I figured it out. There's, there's, you know, it's one of those things that with the, the art of the Masters universe, I kind of want to go back and look to see if that might've been like one of the, the creator's wives or something, you know, to find out like why evil Lynn, you know, I, I've always kind of wondered if that was kind of a stab at someone that they knew. Right. <laughs> no, I think they were just trying to be, I think they were just trying to be cute. Yeah. So, uh, like uh, the rest of the figures we talked about in this line, this one was sculpted by the Four Horsemen, and it's based on the original version, but it's a little more, a uh, little more detailed, I think, this time. Now, do you do you have one of these? I don't. So, this is one of those figures that you know I never actually came across it. Uh, the distribution that I know of was very, very light, um, and so there weren't like a lot of these that have been found out in the wild. Like I haven't even found these in resale. Um, when I went online to look, they're ranging from, you know, on card about 150 or more. Some that were like 75 with cards were drastically bent. And most of the figures loose range from about 35 to $70. So this hasn't been one that I've found and actually been able to put in the collection just because you either get outbid or they're just out of the price range. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure they're they're probably uh, pretty in demand. Yeah, and I think as as it gets further away from that 2002 release, the pricier a lot of these have started to become. Right. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. 
So this one is not as colorful as the one that we got in the original line, correct? Because the, the original one, she had yellow skin and her armor was sort of the same color as Skeletor's, right? Yeah. So when we originally looked at Evelyn, she was yellow skin and she had blue with a light kind of baby blue accents to her. So it was basically the same mold as Tila with a new head. And this time they've taken a lot of the aspects of of the kind of the Tila motif, but then they kind of turned it on its edge and made it, you know, dark and sinister. So a lot of the, the additions that we're getting are like little skull and bone pieces that kind of relate back to Skeletor and also relate to another character that's in the series that we never got a figure of until classics called the faceless one, which is technically her father. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. and they're they're like dark magicians. The um the redesign of her I thought was outstanding because again taking like that that base bridge before you know they had the the ram kind of circles for the breastplate and the um the leaf motif on the the actual um groin area and now they've skirted her out they've given her like stacked leather that have almost kind of metallic cans holding on to the the leather in front and then for the bodice and the breastplate that's actually like boned fingers that wrap up and around her chest along with a kind of a popped collar that gives her more of a sinister dark villainess look and the, the whole look is fantastic because you can kind of pair her to Tila and see a lot of the resemblance but then also see the the major change in the two. And you can definitely kind of indicate who's good and who's bad just based on the attire. Yeah, this one definitely puts the evil in evil in. Yes. Uh, if I can make that horrible, horrible joke. <laughs> uh, and again, they, it's, it's not as colorful. It's a little more... Uh, little more uh subdued not necessarily subdued but just not as not as bright it's it's a little more it's dull it's darker and dull so whereas a lot of the colors before have been bright they've taken this kind of those same colors and toned them down or even um shaded them down a bit to make them darker and it works it does. It does. So let's let's talk a little bit then about. Let's start with that head sculpt. Now, talk to me a little bit about. Obviously, the the headpiece is not removable, correct? Right. Yeah, the headpiece is a non removable um, piece, and I, you know, I don't think we ever got into any head swaps or anything until much later um, in more of the collector market. But this is one of those where I believe they were looking originally at maybe making it where the headpiece came off because in the cartoon, we do get to see Evelyn without the, um, the headdress a few times. Right. But you can't take this one off, right? Cannot take it off. Okay. And it's, it's hard to tell the photos I'm looking at are not great. So you'll have to help me out here. Um, it's the whole thing is silver. That goes uh, and does it? Is it like? Is it basically like a tiara that's just sitting at the very top of her head? No. So how it how it works is she's got kind of a skull cap, and the skull cap is what creates her widow peak, and then it comes down over her ears and along the back of her head. Um, and so you've got this kind of 
skull cap that sits on her head along with a purple band. And the purple band goes along the front and it's holding a kind of webbed metallic crown that's made out of silver with kind of a metallic bird skull on the front. And all of that's being held by this purple band that is basically adhered to this headpiece. Okay. I'll tell you what she reminds, she reminds me of Maleficent yeah, from Sleeping Beauty. Very much. That's I think that that's got to be who this is sort of modeled on. I would have to think because even her skin tone is the same sort of that almost green skin tone. Yeah, it's very 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 light. It's a it's kind of got on this version it has a bit more of a um a grayish kind of natural flesh tone to it. So in in a way it's almost like decay, but it's not quite there. It's very um it's very malnutritioned from vitamin C. Let's just say that. <laughs> Almost jaundiced. Yes. You, you would say. <laughs> she, she has not seen the sunlight in a very long time. And, uh, and, and you're right. And so that widow's peak, like you said, is, is, is a skull cap mm-hmm. that you, that you were talking about. And um, the, the back of her head, uh, it looks to be, it's, it's smooth. We don't really have a lot of texturing here. Right. But the way it falls down, it almost looks like a helmet. It looks like it's rigid around the, the edges uh, uh, down at the back of her neck. Yeah. So, But it, it's not supposed to be, right? It, I think it is. It's um, from the cartoon, from what I remember, when she takes a... Yeah, it is like a helm. So like when I say skull cap, it's like a, more like a helm, um, like a smooth metal Got plate it. Like okay. that goes over and then it's just painted black. So it is like where it comes down and kind of points a little bit to a ridge on the back. All of that, including the crown and the purple, all that would probably be made of like metal or something that is actually like a helmet. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that explains why it's kind of smooth. And I like I like the purple ridge that we've got on the uh, that headpiece as well. Yeah. And what what am I looking at with this design on the headpiece? Um, and you may have mentioned this, but is that like a little bitty? It's supposed to be like a little bird skull in the very center. Yeah. So it's like a. It looks like a, a bird skull. And then it comes up and you've got uh, like five spikes where the center spike is the longest and it has a couple rings to it. The others are just like one ringed spikes. And then it's almost like webbed with extra webbing inside. So it's almost like set like if it would be a like a, a thick armored piece that resembles that of a spider. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. And then we mentioned her skin. Uh, the face sculpt on this thing is is fairly simple, but the paint app on it is amazing. Yeah. She's got the, like the painted on eyebrows, her eyes, her eyes and her lips are just amazing to me. Yeah. Because you've got, you've got no, as far as I can tell, no overspray, no overpainting or anything uh, on her lips, which are very bright red. And then her eyes, which again, she's got those Maleficent eyes. This had to have been done by hand, right? There's no way they could have airbrushed this. Probably. Yeah. And I think a lot of these at this point, like, I mean, a lot of toys usually are painted by hand, but something like this, it was, they probably had their, their best painters on the line for the faces. Because if you look, even on the, the eyes, you've got the white of the eyes, you've got the black of the irises and the um, pupils, but then you've got a well done, like, like eyeliner into two sets of eyelashes painted out on each eye. I mean, they're beautifully done. 
and it probably has more paint application as far as the face, as far as like the creation of the the um the eyeliner and everything than the Tila figure does. I think so. Probably more than most of these that we've seen. Yeah. So far, I would imagine. I mean, just thinking about the the headpiece itself. So it's casted in skin tone, and you've got silver, purple, this kind of matted black. You've got a shiny black, white, and then this maroon. I mean, already you're looking at six paint apps on one head. There's six colors running on this one head, and that's kind of unheard of sometimes. Yeah, These it's ridiculous, days, it especially like. again. For a mass-produced figure. Yeah. You know, if this was like a boutique where they made, you know, 500 or 1,000, that's one thing. But, you know, they're they're making a ton of these things. Yep. So, they've hidden the seam from her neck going into her body with this, like, choker collar that she's got on that goes into this popped collar. Mm -hmm. Which I really like. Uh, it's hard to tell if there's any kind of design on it, though. It's... I was trying to find a really good picture of that. It's hard to tell. It's very hard to tell. Um, the one I'm looking at does not have a collar on it. So I actually think that that might be something that is, that's removable. I'm guessing that is something that can be removed off of the figure. Oh, wow. So looking, cause I, I have an eBay listing. That's the one I'm, I'm looking at right now. And it doesn't have any accessories but the figures kind of all together, but this one does not have a collar on it, which tells me that that's a removable piece, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is <laughs> very definitely. Definitely. Cool. All right. Then coming down from there, let's talk about her, her torso. This is where the figure I think really shines because we've got this, um, almost a heart shaped collar coming that comes down like a plunging V neckline. Mm -hmm with that the lighter purple on top of the darker purple leather. Yep. And then there's like a bodice that goes over her, her chest that is an even lighter color, almost like a lavender that has the skull and uh, the, the three things hanging down almost looks like a native American, something or other to me. Yeah. So looking at it, there's that skull in the center and underneath there's kind of a, repeat of the motif from her um her crown but done very subtly underneath the skull and then out of that you've got three bony fingers that emerge from the bottom out heading towards the stomach and then wrapped around each breast on the breastplate you actually have it's kind of almost like a bird bone where it's like a bird finger that comes up and wraps and then almost like a wrap of wing that goes around um, each side, both top and bottom. And then yeah. from there, it's got, you know, fledgling pieces that fall off on the ends. It's, it's a very cool piece. It, it reminds me like when I look at it, I see like leather work within the black. I see some of the leather work within the purple and the collar. But when I get down to this piece, it makes me think of either hardened leather or some sort of like metal plating because there are some rivets and stuff that run along the stomach portion of the plate as it goes down. Well, and on the back, we've got, we've got, a, you know, the, the same spot on the back, we've got, it's, it's all the same color. So it's all that, like that hardened leather, like mm -hmm. you mentioned, but we've got a lot of detail on that. We've got some rivets. It looks like in there and some distressing that's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, going down around like her, uh, over her, her rear, I guess you would say, her, her, her butt, 
we've got a design in there as well. Yep. That sort of mimics what we had in the front. Yeah. And it's, and then that, oh. and then the skirt comes all the way down and is like frayed at the bottom, which is really cool. I just wanted to mention that before we get, go back to the front. Yeah. I, Cause that's obviously where we'll spend most of our time. I love like the, the way that it's, it's torn and ripped towards the bottom to make it look like it's been used and abused and, and destroyed kind of gives it, you know, that evil flair that just makes her look like just such a BA, you know, as, as she continues yes. on. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I love the, the extra, like, kind of... This figure is riddled with what I call, like, sharp points. I and mean, sharp points indicate normally something that's dangerous. Something that's dangerous, some sort of villain. Most of the time when you're looking at design and character design, you have a lot of really sharp edges built either into the armor or built into like the weapon set or even the facial features. Most of the time you're dealing with a villain and they have not cut anything shy of a multitude of sharp edges and points built into every seam and fabric within this armor and costume. And it just, again, alludes completely to her being an absolute villain. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're very, very true. Very true. Well, and, and coming down from there, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the, 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 the crossing her chest, but then going down there, like you were talking about her stomach, that, that, uh, that design there, but Mm -hmm. below that, we've got this like silver portion that looks like the helmet that like the witch King of Agnor wore in uh, Lord of the Rings and return of the King. Yeah. It's what it reminds me of. <laughs> um, it, is this representing something or is this just something to, to make her look even more intimidating? I think it's just something to make her look more intimidating. Um, in the, in the comics where they had her redesign everything, it's very much just kind of a, a metal plate. And then it comes down and it holds leather. So it's, it's just kind of a design that, that makes her look intimidating. One thing I did want to touch on where the plate is up along the sides and heading towards the back. She has a feature in the sculpting that ties her back to Skeletor. You know how Skeletor has the big long uh, pieces of leather that hang down that has a stud on each end and they're cut in long strips that are tapered at the very end Along each side, she has that same sort of design of small pieces of leather that mimic the front of Skeletor's um, uh, growing like loin uh, cloth armor. And I, I love it because it is a nice, subtle tie back to Skeletor. Cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Again, shows that they're putting a lot of thought into this, mm-hmm. into this design. And again, this is a uh, mass-produced toy. Yeah, it's that's wild. It's definitely one of those where, like, you look at these figures and you can see the the love that the four horsemen had for what they were doing. Yes. Yep. 
So before we move on down below, let's talk about her arms real quick. Her arms are, are very small. They're wiry. Uh, and they were not able to hide the seams on those because she's got bare upper arms. But she's got gauntlets on each of her biceps, mm-hmm. which is odd. And those look like they're kind of studded. Yeah, they, they have kind of a... It's like a swirl design with little studs in it. And it's it's not an uncommon thing. Tila has the same thing on her arms. Right. And it's just kind of, it's also representative of the vintage figure, which also had them. Right. And then going down, she's got these, you know, these like pretty gnarly, uh, I guess they're fingerless gloves or are they just gauntlets that go around her wrist? They're just bracers on her wrist. Yeah, they're just bracers. But they've got a really, again, the same kind of really cool design on those Mm -hmm. that I, I really dig. And so then her legs, much the same, they're, you know, very, they're slender, but, you know, toned. But then her boots are amazing. She's got these knee pads on her boots that, again, have that same sort of design like we saw from the top of her head down here near the bottom. And then underneath that, like the the, the part of her boots that goes over her calves uh, look like they're ridged. What What's going on there? Are they spiked? So there's, there's a couple of things. Um, the boots themselves are... Uh, they're boots that probably go up about mid shin and then they, they fold down and they have, you know, uh, leather work that kind of folds down almost like old style pirate boots, but the big difference, and it's very similar to what Tila had, but the big difference is that there are spiked ribbed shin guards that go, one goes over the boot, one goes into the boot. So the left one goes over the right one goes into the boot. And they're just ribbed, like, shin guards that protect her shins. Then on top, there's a metal plating that has rivets and this evil skull that's built into the design. And it's almost shaped like a a police shield, right? But it, it turns out, cuffs the knees, and it is, like, built into the shin guards itself. But it's just so gnarly and, and kind of, you know, mean. It... What I find interesting about the skull design on this is instead of there being like long, like, or like teeth designs in it, the tooth portion of the skull breaks down almost like a bird, but it has a nose built in the top. Like if it's just a skull. Yeah, that's wild. That's really wild. That's very cool. And then uh, of course, down at the bottom, I guess they're supposed to be leather boots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just really nice texture there. A lot of good work going on there. So now let's talk about her accessories. Now she's got a um, she's got a dagger that's curved that looks pretty scary looking because it 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 look it's uneven. First of all, uh, it looks like it was just hammered out of something recently. Right. <laughs> and I think it, I think what it is it's got that same sort of it looks like a spider web on it is what it is what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's got uh, it looks like a, a riveted piece that holds the blade in place, but it is curved off like a spider web. It it reminds me of um, the a little bit of the sacrificial knife that the the priests use on the Beastman movie. I think you had like this gnarly dagger that had like a skull on the the cap of it, and that's what it reminds me of. It's very kind of evil-esque, like, sacrificial in a way. It looks like a a knife that, you know, an an evil sorceress would use. So it definitely plays the part and lends back into the design of her her armor. 
Yeah, it does. It's 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 very cool. And again, it all looks like it's of a piece because it's just the the silver on it is it matches the silver in her her headpiece even. Yep. Or at least it looks like it does to me. It, yeah, it really does. And then she's got the staff. This is this is like the one that she came with. The original came with. It came with a staff with a crystal ball on top of it. This one is supposed to be the same staff, but it's just much uh, much scarier looking because she's got. You've got the long black uh, staff, and then on top of that is sitting this silver, looks like a a, a talon of a bird mm-hmm. with this big purple ball sitting in it. What remind me? What is the purpose of this? It's a spellcaster uh, staff. So the original Evelyn had it was all blue, sky blue, and it was it was small. It it looked more like a club. So this time they've traded the club for a staff. But it's you know when you like let so. Back when I was in high school, I was really big into dragons and wizards. And did you ever get like a a, a pendant that was like a little dragon claw that came down and held like a marble? No, I wasn't a nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> okay, well, I was. <laughs> um, and I had some really incredible uh, uh, puzzles that I put together. Anyways, so, you know, you would have these like, talents that came down and they would have like three or four calls and they would hold a marble and so basically it reminds me of like those little necklaces and it's kind of like kind of like the um the the necklace from like was it uh, uh dragon slayer uh that the the old man used except instead of instead of a ball they just had a crystal but it was still held on by these little talons so it's kind of the same principle they're using like old school kind of fantasy lore of like a, a metallic talent holding your crystal ball here. And this crystal ball is kind of like what helps her channel her magic. Okay. Got it. So it is, it's kind of a, it's, it's a crystal ball basically. Yeah. I feel like, really, really. I feel like I gave myself off a little too much. And then... No, no, Taylor, we all know you were a nerd. You were even, you, you, you've always been a nerd. You're still a nerd. I was a nerd too. I just wasn't a dragon nerd. Uh-huh. I was a theater nerd. I was a movie nerd, music nerd. I was not a Dungeons and Dragons type nerd. Uh, but I, but uh, we are, we are one in the same. Okay. So, that's it for the figure. So let's talk about a couple of things. So what is your favorite feature about this toy? You know, um, with this one, we didn't talk about the action feature on this figure. Um, oh, I didn't even know there was one. So yeah, please tell me about the that. action features is that spring loaded waist, which I think is just an excellent action feature. I think it works really well. Um, the way that they've been able to include the action feature and continue with like superb sculpting. Like I really like the, the bodice, like the midsection. So down from the hips into the bodice, like the way that they've redesigned that and kept everything moving, I think is beautiful on that level of sculpting. That's probably some of my favorite sculpting work that they've done on like a female in this line. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. For me, uh, it's it's that face the 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 paint app on the face. Um, I think it's I think it's awesome. It looks amazing, like you talked about. We've got you know more more paint on this one than we've had on some figures in total. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's really cool, and it, and it just looks amazing. And again, she does. She looks like Maleficent, and I have to think that that was sort of they were thinking of that in the design as well. Yeah. So I I just yeah I love the 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 paint on the face. I just yeah I. It, I could go on, but uh, I don't really need to because that's that's it. 
So what is your least favorite feature about this toy? So this one, okay. Because I own the Tila and I understand like they used a lot of Tila and retooled it. Uh, one of the problems I had with Tila is the way that the legs are shaped. They sway off for this action pose, which looks really cool. However, it makes it incredibly hard for the figure to stand. And to stand correctly. I was going to ask about that because every picture uh-huh. I've seen, she's in kind of the same pose. Yes. And she is posed that way. And I don't know if Evil Lynn has the same ordeal that Tila does with staying on a shelf or if it bumps. You know, my Tila usually falls over. The leg pose is a, a little harsh for me. I'm not a big fan of that. I'd like to see something that was a little bit different that wasn't in this pose. I, I don't like that pose at all. I'm with you on that. Uh, knowing that she does look a little top heavy, yeah, uh, with that with that headpiece and everything. So it would be nice if they if they had um, had given her uh, you know some sort of counterweight, right, in her boots or something to uh, to make that not be the case. So I'm going to say the same thing. So we're going to agree there. Okay. What do you think best exemplifies the line with this toy? You know kind of what we were talking about with what the four horsemen were doing with that modernization and kind of keeping, you know, a, a nice look on the vintage. She definitely has that vintage look with really good and well thought out adaptations and like kind of a, a upgraded modernistic look about her armor and color scheme and everything. And what I like what they've done and what I think that the four horsemen have done for this particular line is they've taken this concept and get given us a more realistic look to the absolute fantasy of this world. And she, I think really exemplifies that. Like it, it, I can see that area of fantasy in a more modern take. Like I could see people cosplaying as this and not having a difficult time making it because it seems to be set more in reality. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, for me, it really is what you just said. It's that, that updating of the, uh, the, the figure, because it, it still looks like, I don't know how they did this where it's still, you know exactly who it is because you're familiar with the original line. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more advanced and so much more ornately designed, but not over-designed. Right. That it really just, it really just impresses me a lot. So that's, that's, it's kind of the same thing for me. It's just, it's, it's a, the, the perfect updating of this figure. Yep. So uh, is this toy cool? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. This is. This, you know, in looking at this, this may be my favorite uh, of the uh, 2000X figures we've discussed so far. It's definitely... And I said that a few times. This is definitely going to be... This This would be in my top five. Your definitely. Top five. This is one of those that I have been, you know, trying to get a hold of for a while because, like, I really want to see her next to Skeletor. And, like, you know, and I, you know, I want to make sure I try to... I'm wanting to get one that's complete, but... I really like to see them together as a pair because, you know, they, they look so cool in the cartoon together. And I think on the toy shelf, they would command that presence because of their design. Cause both of them are designed beautifully well and have a very nice, like 
dark and evil um a tourist look about them that it's like I, w- I would really want to see them on the shelf. So this this is definitely one I think it's really, really cool. I agree completely. Yep. Um, so there you have it, folks. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the Four Horsemen's version of Evil Inn. And if you have one, we'd love to see it uh, in your collection, especially mm-hmm. if you've got one with Skeletor. Taylor wants Ooh, to see them yeah. together. Yes. So uh, head to the Facebook page and let us know what you think and share those pictures with us. Until next time, for Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. Action figures with really cool headdresses. Very cool. And dangerous. (laughs) Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?